Hey friends, welcome to Woman-Owned Wallet, the podcast. I'm your host, Amanda Dare, a serial entrepreneur who has already made all of the money mistakes so you don't have to. Now I'm working on my money mindset, expanding my companies, and having open conversations with women around a subject that shouldn't be so taboo, money. My company, Woman-Owned Wallet, and I are determined to help you foster a more positive relationship with your wallet and help you create a life that makes you say, wow. Hey, moneymakers. Welcome back to another episode of Woman-Owned Wallet, the podcast. Today, of course, I'm joined by your favorite. I feel like everybody comes to me and talks to me about these mini-sodes and just has fallen in love with Melissa. And I'm so glad because I love her so much. So welcome back, Melissa. Thanks. I'm so happy to be here. And I love these the most because they're just like a tiny little tidbit that you can take, digest it easily, and get like a nice little punch that adds some oomph to your day. <laughs> little punch at lunch. <laughs> I love that. I love my alliterations and I love my little phrases. We, we just love my rhymes. We love the little rhymes. We love all the little easy to remember. Take it with you. Make it part of your life. Yeah, I feel like that's the difference is like, am I going to remember this from this podcast or am I going to totally forget it? And for me, I'm going to remember it because there was a funny punchline to the joke. <laughs> <laughs> or not Love joke, it. but conversation. I like a punchline to a joke too. That's totally fine. So today, Melissa, we're going to riff on the risk versus opportunity conversation. We talk a lot about language here and I never knew how much of a hold language had on me and my life and how much power I gave words, which is so fucking silly to me because like... I get to define how I want these words to show up in my life. And I was giving them so much power. So I want to talk a little bit about these two words. So is something a risk or maybe even too risky or is something an opportunity? And I think the difference is mostly around what you get from it, right? Yeah, absolutely. And how it makes you feel. Mm -hmm. Risk has such a negative connotation to some people. and. For me personally, I feel like I'm a generally risk adverse person. And I thought that changing the word over to opportunity in my own brain made me much more willing to try it out. Whereas you, <laughs> you love all the risks and that doesn't bother you. Yeah, I think I've been through a lot of risk <laughs> in my life and I'm cool with it. But like risk leads to reward potential. Yeah. But if it's risky, mm-hmm. like there's a difference. You take a risk, it's like calculated and thought out. But risky is like you're flying by the seat of your pants and you're not really sure how it's going to go. Yeah. I mean, it always goes back to that intentional thought. Like I just always used to move through the world in such a risky way. I would say I was very quick. I was I was doing so much that I had to make all the decisions and choose all of the, even all the fabrics for the collections. Like there was always a lot of intent behind them. And, but sometimes I wouldn't have that creative burst that, you know, really creates a lot of risk. I mean, creativity and risk go hand in hand so often to me because you're putting your artwork out there into the world. And even if it is a minimalist little black dress like I had for the new black collections, like that's a major risk every time I 
opened up my heart and my mind and my creative endeavors to people because there's judgment that comes along with those. So sometimes I think of myself as I used to be very risky and I think it's about pace. Like I was very quick with that and didn't seem as intentional as I know I truly am. But for me, I've always felt really comfortable with risk because I know that I trust myself and that I've been through so many things that I will make sure that there is a reward. So everything to me feels like an opportunity and not as much of a risk, which I feel like feels more positive. Absolutely. Yet again, if you don't like the word, just pick a different one that works for you. (laughs) Open up your phone. I literally did this before we started this episode. Open up your phone and type in the word you don't like, synonym, and find a new one that you like better that doesn't make you feel negative. Mm, The magic of our phones and Melissa's wise words. (laughs) Put those two things together. What? Thesaurus.com or something. Yeah. (laughs) Whatever. You just type synonym. It'll bring you all sorts of good options. And you just pick what feels good to you. Yeah. Because why not? They're just words. So does risk freak you out now or do you feel like you give yourself time to think of it as opportunity? I think that I've just completely replaced the word risk with opportunity because risk still feels relatively negative to me. Mm -hmm. So when I'm trying to make a decision about do I want to do something or not, is it a good opportunity for me? Not is it like a high quality risk? Is the reward good enough? Right. I'm a very planned out person Mm -hmm. and I, I love my plans. So inside my head, I have to take the time and energy to open myself up to the likelihood of things happening because if I open myself up to that opportunity and I don't think of it as what I think the reward might be, Mm -hmm. then there's such a good chance that at the other end of it, the reward is going to be so much more than I had ever originally thought was possible. If I can open myself up to the likelihood that an opportunity will bring things to me, I don't even have to think about what it could possibly be because the world has way better plans for me than what I can sit and think of myself. To me, it sounds like you're saying like you're removing expectation. You're removing need for there to be a reward that maybe is tangible and you're opening yourself up to opportunity that you can just have this experience and the experience itself is the reward. Yes, because sometimes I I have wise words too, Melissa. You do. I know. And this is why I love spending time with you because we think of things so differently. Right. And it opens up all sorts of opportunities in my brain to think of things in a way that I never have before. Absolutely. And even hearing you say that, like, I didn't know I was going to say that in response, you know, and like hearing you say that, I'm like, oh, yeah, that is like if you can remove the expectation from the risk it becomes the opportunity. For sure. Especially if you're someone that's so planned out. Like, I have to get myself out of that Mm -hmm. and let things happen. I love it. So I think of this because you said kind of mentally, you leave room for thinking about risk and understanding how it's going to shift to a opportunity. And for me, it's a little more physical than mental. I mean, I do think people think, you know, I have this 
Pretty Pink store and I've had a fashion design business for seven and a half years and wow for two. And I think people don't take me as seriously as, and I get underestimated also being like five, two and, you know, like just, I look like I'm 16, which I mean, who doesn't (laughs) love that? But also like, I don't right now, you know? And it's one of those things where I'm like, no, I'm 33. I've been an entrepreneur for close to half my life at this point. And I have a lot of information to share. And I would say that women don't usually underestimate me that are um, at my level, usually in their 30s and 40s. Like They see me and my hustle and my work and not just like physical hustle, but just my mental creation of these cool ideas and what we can all do. And we've all connected so much. But there's a lot of times where older women will see me as their daughter. And I'm like, no, I'm a business and you purchase from me. Like I, I, of course, want to have a connection with you, but I'd like to have it as just two adults and as a business to a customer versus, you know, I'm showing you some kind of support, but usually it ends up being like pity. And I'm like, "Mm, it's okay. And you're fine. (laughs) I have my own parents for that. (laughs) You know, like I have my own smallest of people I'm trying to keep proud. And really for me, I'm at the top of that. So I'm all good. (laughs) But I do feel like there's just so much opportunity in our lives. And when I finally get interacting with somebody who sees me for everything that I am and when I'm being in the present and all of those things, I feel like so many opportunities come my way. And there's a lot of opportunities I get nervous to accept still. And I think people don't think I'm going to be nervous or whatever. I'm like, I'm a ball of anxiety. Like, (laughs) I just do it scared. You know, you just have to keep doing it scared. But one thing that I do is I actually physically book up my schedule like around 80%. And I'm just now getting to use like an actual calendar. Like most of that's in my brain. But I've learned that clear communication is kind communication. And I'm increasing my team all the time. And I want to make sure that they're understanding of what's going on. And that is not all just in my brain anymore. So physically, my schedule is very important to me now. And even that's on a piece of paper, in my calendar, whatever. But I leave about 80% of my time booked up and, you know, either with coffees or working the shop or the other day I was working on the winter photo shoot and it's spooky season now, but we've got so much cool stuff coming out. Actually, probably by the time you guys listen to this podcast, so check the website. But anyways, so the other day I was working the store on a Monday and I had just come off of having two amazing events over the weekend where one of them I was speaking to 25 women and I ended up being the moderator for a panel on the Thursday before this uh, Monday I'm speaking about. And it was really beautiful, but I had like 10 minutes to prepare and I was like, oh my gosh, I didn't even realize that I was the moderator. I thought I was a panelist, which usually you can just chill and chat. Like I'm down. I love a panel. And then on Saturday, I, and I don't worry, you guys, I killed it. I did a great job because I was just (laughs) present and joking and laughing and keeping everyone connected. And that's my favorite thing to do. So definitely make me a moderator. (laughs) I love it. And then on Saturday, I was able to go to the Show Up Summit and I was a wow woman is what they gave me a new title. And I helped all the vendors talk about their products and get people following them. And then I also had a 10 to 20 minute speech. I'm not sure how long it actually lasted because we were running a little behind that day because the panels were so good. 
so good. But I had all this time and I was just like, you know, I used to be very nervous before I went up and did things. But now I've noticed that if I'm very present, then I can give my gifts to the world and share them. And honestly, then I get to like actually enjoy them as well, which is really hard to do sometimes when you're, you know, a ball of anxiety. So I've realized that I have to be very present. So I leave 20% of my schedule open and I leave that open for opportunities to come my way. And on Monday of that weekend, I was working my store and I was approached by a amazing woman who was attending an event the next morning and it was at 8 a.m. Melissa. <laughs> 8 a.m. We know you do not like the morning. <laughs> not a morning girl. And I mean, I love the coffee in the morning, but. But you like your coffee at like 10 a.m. 10 a.m. Not 7 a.m. I like to get ready at 10 and like show up to things at noon. <laughs> if you want my best, that's what my schedule is. Those are my boundaries. And I don't feel bad about them anymore. I used to feel bad about them. And then the more accepting and present I am, this is the entire point, the more happy I am in my life. So please try to accept yourself and your flow, however it is. And don't feel like you have to always fit in. There's going to be a job that is a second shift job if you're not a morning person. That's okay. If you've listened to the podcast before, you probably heard me mention how I recently was able to start providing health insurance to my long-term love of an employee, Adrian, my COO. <laughs> this was a first for me and I couldn't have done it without the help of Gusto. Thank you so much, Gusto. This is an easy to use human resources platform that makes growing your business a breeze. No matter the size or stage of your business, Gusto puts the tools you need to hire, pay, and manage your team all at your fingertips. Whether you're hiring your first employee or looking to raise productivity amongst your team, Gusto has a plan for your small business. Head on over to our show notes for our affiliate link to unlock your team's potential today. Let me know if you use our link because I'll happily personally walk you through starting on Gusto and running your very first payroll. Because if you use our link, you get a $100 Visa gift card and Gusto provides me a little kickback too, so I can help you for free. Let me know when you're ready to get started with Gusto. But anyway, so her name was Holly and she was amazing and she was an older woman than me, but did not treat me like I just was speaking about with as a daughter figure. She respected me as a businesswoman and as a fellow woman that she wanted to have as her guest to an event the following day. And it was for Leadership Louisville. And this was a very, uh, I love an organized event, like talk dirty to me, organize it. <laughs> I love it. I showed up and there was French uh, toast casserole. Girl, it was so good. Yeah, I make that for Christmas. You do? I do. I'm going to need the recipe to mm. give to my husband. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> to have my chef make for me, my husband. But we had that and it did make waking up at 8 a.m. Okay. So I wore my pink jumpsuit. I brought my own dolly mug for my own coffee, which was Holly's suggestion because she said the cups there were really small. And I was like, get it girl because I want a lot of coffee so I sat at this table and Holly and I the day before the reason why she came to the store was because she wanted to get a gift and the gift was actually for the president of Thornton's gas stations and 
I don't know if y'all live around here because we did say this is an 1138 cities now, but Thornton's gas stations are like a big deal. A big, big company. Big company. There's like a lot of Thornton's employees there. And at my table next to me, there was a Thornton's employee and she was raving over the president of it. And it was just an amazing experience because she gave this beautiful speech about, you know, the wins and the losses of her life and and she's from New Zealand. So at 8 a.m., if I'm going to be up, I'm listening to somebody with a beautiful accent. And she moved to Louisville. And at the end, they gave her her speaker gift. And of course, it was the thing I specially packaged and picked out for her. And so I thought that was so cool that I got to give her that gift. And then they gave us time to actually talk at our tables about all of the amazing things that we heard her speak on and what did we take home. And then we had to share it with the room. So they walked around a little bit after that and nobody from my table wanted to say what we had, like decided was this really cool thing. So Melissa, you know, I got to talk. I was starting to wonder like if somebody else wanted it. No, they were like, please stop. Is there ever a time that you're just like, I'm not going to be the speaker? I literally said at the table, I was like, I'm happy to do it, but I would love to relinquish this role if anybody would like it. I didn't want to (laughs) be. The second you said, I'm happy to do this. Everybody's like, yep, you're the one. Well, you know, I was the probably the only entrepreneur at the table. So most of them were high up in their companies and had such cool roles, but they just didn't love public speaking. And this room had over 250 women and you had to like stand up with a microphone. So I was like, all right, I offered. And I I hate to be that girl. It's like, I don't ever want to be taking over too much except for on this podcast. <laughs> it's an acquired taste, but you're good at it. So I can do it. It's fine. Absolutely. So I stood up and I'm like, it's again, you know, not my best time of the day, but I was cracking jokes and it was just, it was literally like minutes, maybe a minute, two minutes. (laughs) But I was like, call me girl to the president of Thornton's and telling her that about her speaker gift. I'm wearing this pink jumpsuit. And I literally went from the 25 women the Thursday before to 175 women that Saturday. And then that Tuesday morning spoke in front of 250 women, even if it's just for a few moments. And I had so many people come up to me each time and say like how much energy that I had and how attracted they were to my energy and how much they loved my jumpsuit, which of course is my favorite thing to wear. And it's just like, I felt like I was able to give my impact at a time that I wasn't expecting to. So I was happy to take the risk of understanding that my boundary is okay to, you know, kind of shift. Yeah. If you choose it to, for sure. Don't, you need boundaries, but don't make them rigid against yourself. Oh, what a good way to say that. Make them rigid against others, but, but not against yourself. Rigid boundaries against others, but not yourself. I love that, Melissa. That was really boundaries. good. They're the they're the toughest part. And it's really just expectations, right? Like boundaries, expectations. Like some people are even feeling like, oh, I shouldn't set boundaries now. And I'm like, yeah, they're the best. <laughs> like, it's that whole radical responsibility that I always like to talk about. You are the only one responsible for your experience. So step up and, and take control. Yeah, you get to decide if it's too risky or if it's to anything or if you get to decide if it's a beautiful opportunity that now for me I'm looking to connect with as many women as possible and I knew by speaking at this and being myself 
and cracking a joke and having some fun in my pink jumpsuit and having my dolly mug. Everybody is looking at me and you'd think that would be really nerve wracking, but I just knew that it was me being myself and I've continuously shown up as my true self and that's helped me to gain that confidence to feel like being in front of 250 women and saying anything on a microphone is fine. And I was happy to help my team, my table. <laughs> they, they were like, please don't let make me do this. You do it. And that's what attracts people to you is being you. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's how you show up in the best way possible for yourself in your own life is learning the best ways that you can be you. Yeah, I think for so long, I was actually, my too riskiness was me not being myself and attracting people to me that weren't actually my people. And now to me, it's like, it's an opportunity to know me and to know me truly. And it's an opportunity for me and not a risk to be open and vulnerable because I've now been able to prove it to myself and have the confidence in myself that that attracts the people that I want to be around. And that's attracts the people that I know already get me. They're the ones who walk into wow and they're like, I love everything. And I'm like, (laughs) thank you, babe. This is what I think the inside of my brain looks like. And they're like, this is what the inside of my brain looks like. And I'm like, yes, babe, you get it. So it's just, it's one of those things where it feels like less of a risk and more of an opportunity to me now to simply just be myself and physically to leave that 20% of my calendar open for opportunities that I would like to choose to take and not just to think of like risk versus reward all the time. But if this is an opportunity, that's obviously positive. So I think of everything as opportunities now as well. It's wonderful. It's, it's the tiny shifts in your brain Mm -hmm. and maybe it's switching a single word maybe it's having a single realization it's these tiny shifts that really lead to life-changing results i completely agree well let's leave it there melissa let's leave that on the table for all of our listeners all of our money makers to go out there and to decide okay i'm gonna make this shift today i'm gonna understand what do i see as a risk and what do i see as a red flag and what do i see as an opportunity and what's a green flag for me and you get to decide that for yourself that's gonna look different than the way i decided it for myself and that melissa has decided for herself and maybe that shows up physically for you like it does for me and my schedule or mentally for you, like how Melissa leaves time in her schedule, like at any time of the day where she can say, okay, I'm going to respond to this because I see it as an opportunity, not as a risk. And I'm open and not holding expectations for this risky thing because it's just an opportunity. Open that space in your brain. Sometimes your schedule like mine is just crazy and it's Mm -hmm. hard to open up that physical space. Open up the space inside your brain. You'd be amazed at how much is up there. (laughs) (laughs) There's so much in that brain of yours, ladies. You don't just have to overthink everything and have it just be all anxiety. You can chill out sometimes too. It's okay. Well, thank you so much, moneymakers. Thank you, Melissa. Now, Melissa, if these moneymakers want to put some money in your wallet, how can they hire you? If you are ready to embrace the opportunity to work on your finances and learn how to harness the power of your paycheck, come and see me. I'm at melissablandfordcoaching.com 
on Facebook at Melissa Blanford Coaching and on Instagram, it's The Real MB Coaching. Thank you so much, Melissa. And thank you, money makers. Now, money makers, go out there and make that money. If you want to put more money into the wallets of women like we do, then check out our website, thewomanownedwallet.com. And we can't wait to continue the conversation on our social media. So definitely follow us on our Instagram at womanowned.wallet and on TikTok at womanownedwallet. You can support us by following our podcast on Apple, Google, and Spotify. And don't forget to leave us a review. Thank you for listening to Woman Owned Wallet, the podcast. 